This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Talon Mix. It is the number one Smallville recap podcast for people who have never seen the television show Smallville. I am one of your hosts, Brian, here as always with my pal, my colleague, Zach. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. Is that a... Uh someone's catchphrase hey 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 can i just can I uh, make it that is mine? It, who, <laughs> that's fat albert oh <laughs> yikes wait so yeah so cosby's canceled is fat albert canceled probably also you know it's fat albert. It, it is <laughs> yeah i'm gonna put i'm gonna put fat albert in like a gray area of like i'm sure there are people with a lot of like affection for fat albert who grew up with it right. but i don't think i don't expect any new fat albert content to be coming out anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> i think maybe that didn't one's they, been laid to rest didn't they try with uh keenan there was a keenan thompson film uh i have never seen it i do know bill cosby's in it for at least a moment he was in the trailer. That's is. the extent I've seen mm. of Fat Albert is the trailer, and I only remember Bill Cosby and Keenan in you know what's a great, suit. Great uh, co- podcast content is lead with your Cosby content. Like it's lead gotta with get all the Cosby, Cosby content Cosby. out of the way. Here's the thing: I know a lot yes. about the Cosby Show, <laughs> and you just gotta get it all out of the way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, of course, actually, it's it's not a Fat Albert or the Cosby Show recap podcast. It's a Smallville recap podcast. Uh, today, we are recapping uh, the 15th episode of Season 3, Resurrection, um, an episode that I half-watched while cleaning today. I had a big cleaning project. <laughs> um, so I some of this might be new to me. I definitely... Had it happen in front of my eyeballs, I'll say that. I I half watched it while doing literally nothing else. That's oh, how good. good of an episode it was. Oh, good. I was looking right at the screen and half watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like bad episodes are either really good episodes for us or really rough ones. So uh, before, <laughs> we'll see how we, it goes. before we get into it, let's make sure we get some really good stuff out in the uh, <laughs> in the what we've been watching. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Zach, what have you been watching this week? Well, well, look, Brian, no secrets here between us and our listeners. No, of course not. Uh, we attempted to do a version of this podcast on Sunday, but we had technical difficulties. Right. Uh, the part that we did do was a long conversation about the new TV show Rings of Power. Yes. And I would like to do a truncated version of that conversation right now because I think it's worth I want to hear your thoughts on it again. I want the I want the <laughs> listeners to hear your thoughts on it. Um, I I was really looking forward to it. I I enjoy Tolkien. I um I uh, Lord of the Ring. Uh, I recently got in the past year the Andy Serkis audiobooks, and I, I reread them uh, because of those, and I thought those were wonderful. Um, uh, I haven't read the Cimmerillion, but uh, I've listened to several metal albums inspired by it. Um. And, uh, man, I really, really hated it. I really, really hated it. And you watched both. I did watch both episodes. You, watched- you only watched one. How did, how did you feel about it? Yes. Uh, I'm asking, but I know, because we talked about this. Right. Well, I didn't hate it because I didn't have any expectation of it being great. 
or good, but I didn't like it enough to keep watching. Like I, the first fifteen minutes, I was into it yeah. when uh, Gladriel is. Uh, is it Gladriel? Yes. When she's searching up in the ice area for the bad guy, um, but everything after that, I, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't care what was going on. Uh, it looked good. It looks good. Like the effects wise, uh, clearly they spent a lot of money on it. Right. Five hundred million dollars to be exact. I believe that's for five um, seasons, but um, Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, which I will not be watching another episode of because it was like generally I like I said, I am a Tolkien fan. I you know, I love the books, I love the movies. Um and I even like quote unquote the Hobbit movies of like they're not good. They are not good movies, but like Every every one that I saw, it was a fun excuse to like hang out in that world for me, um, and uh, this just did. I so I don't. Li- I'm realizing I don't like that style of television. That sort of what feels like a five ten hour movie. That's just like these. The whole two episodes is not even the first act of a movie. It's just laborious i really don't like it see that is one of the problems with that format i think that format can be fantastic but you the can't do this thing that. where the, great. Yeah. you you can't do the thing where the first two episodes are nothing right especially if it's a new show like because i don't even have like the last season to the momentum to lead me into it like it, if it's right. a if it's a long movie you still need shit to happen at the beginning of that. It's show, I need a why the, should the I care thing. about if I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, and I do know things about Lord of the Rings. I didn't go on a lot of dates in high school. So, <laughs> I need a reason to care about this. And there's no reason to care about this. Except no. unless you have an unhealthy obsession with an IP. Because yes, that's what this is. It's IP. Clearly does not describe anyone in America. No, of course not. Um, we did well, last time, and we should make a quick disclaimer again that um, our dislike for the show has nothing to do with the fact that there are black elves. <laughs> right. If, right. If you are a person who is upset that there are people of color in your fantasy TV show, you need to ask yourself some hard questions. You are not invited in our We Hate the Rings of Power like hot <laughs> that we're chilling in. You have to go, so you have to leave the property to a different weird hot tub that I want. No, yeah. no, no, no. This is. And you need to look, preferably a hot tub that has a mirror next to it where you can look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I mad about this? And is it because That's I'm a question, baby? Man. Really? And be honest with yourself. <laughs> Why are you mad about the black elves? Okay, that's all. I, that's all I'll say. Um. And are you? Are you? I'm gonna throw this out there. I, I know you're gonna say no, but are you something that rhymes with schmacist? <laughs> <laughs> Again, you can be mad that the show's not good. Which we are. That's what we are in our hot tub. Well, I guess I'm in the mad hot tub. You're in the eh hot tub, but our hot tubs are adjacent. And you're not invited in either of them. (laughs) I'm in the I don't care hot tub. (laughs) Um, I'm not. 
I, I guess I'm mad I spent the full 45 minutes watching it or hour or whatever it oh, was. It was like, truly brutal. <laughs> okay, so um, aside from that, I've, I've been watching the fourth season of Stranger Things. I'm about a little over halfway done. Nice. You have to be the most cynical person in the world not to enjoy that fucking show. I agree. I, really I completely agree. Like, I get it if you don't think it's the greatest thing ever. I love it, but I get it. But to like really not like that show, you got to be really because I know there's a there is a wing out there of people that thinks it's empty nostalgia, and I don't think it is. I don't think it so either. Trapping, it has a lot of nostalgia, and it takes from a lot of different movies and remixes them. It's kind of a Quentin Tarantino homage yeah. thing. And man, it's, I just like those characters. It's much, <laughs> right. It's very much its own thing with. Uh, just characters that i love to watch interact it's that's it's almost the smallville thing where i'm like i don't even need the supernatural just give me those characters hanging out right it's i every every time a new season of stranger things rolls around i'm always kind of like all right time to get back into it like i don't remember anything from the last season and like man this season especially like the episodes are long like oh fuck what am i in for this is gonna be and then i turned it on and i'm like oh right this is a lot of fun yes exactly i mean i i've enjoyed every season and then when it comes on i always wait a little while and i don't know why i don't know if it's because it's the netflix thing where they release them all at once and i'm like don't like binging shows right I don't know. I agree. I'm trying to hold myself to like one a night. And you know what? It just makes it last a little longer. Um, right. Stretch it out. Which actually I, I expect we'll be seeing uh, more. I don't know when Netflix will do it. Netflix has started dropping chunks of episodes. Um, and that like one week they'll drop one chunk. The next week they'll drop another chunk. Um, a yes. lot of other streaming services have gone week to week because what they've learned, yeah. and I, I've worked for uh, streaming services in the past, what they've all learned is that uh, drump, dropping them all at once is terrible for subscriber retention. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Turns out if you can also, watch the whole thing you want to watch in a weekend, there's not a lot of reason to keep giving your service money. Also, if you have a show that's week to week, you dominate the pop culture conversation for like a couple months. Exactly. Rather than one week. Exactly. And then no one talks about it the rest of the year. And I got to say, I just, you know, it's my wife and I enjoy having a show that we watch on a day. You know, it's not just we doesn't just eat up a random weekend here and there. It's like, no, on Thursday nights, we watch this on Sunday. We watch house of the dragon. Like it's, it's nice. It's nice. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's nice to be able to like, know that other people are watching it at the same time. Kind of. Um, there's a community around that. And just speaking to weekly, like, uh, my wife and I, are, are, we've talked about it on the show before, my wife and I are big fans of the Bachelor franchise. And like, don't get me wrong, I will defend the Bachelor franchise to my death. Is more than half of it, it's an excuse for us to sit on the couch and eat pasta? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we right. hang out in our pajamas, exactly. we make a big thing of pasta, and it's what we do on Mondays. That's just, that's more than half of it. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we make fun of the pretty people. Like that's there's something to a weekly ritual, and television can be a very nice part of that. Um, right, but not when it all just dumps at once. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
other than that, I saw Jaws in, in IMAX. Perfect movie. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Jaws. Really good movie. <laughs> Perfect movie. Um, we could talk. I'm sure we have talked about Jaws being really good. We could for probably about an hour and a half. I won't get into it, but it's good. It holds up. <laughs> and then uh, a local theater was showing. Uh, they're doing a whole Stephen King thing because his birthday oh, nice. is coming up. And uh, I saw Misery. Have you seen Misery? I've never seen Misery. Oh, it's a fun one. I know. It's, it's, it's uh, I was just watching a like Shudder docuseries on like moments in horror and uh, a misery thing came up like, fuck, I need to see misery. <laughs> yes, it's it's solid. I mean, it's just it's called misery, but it's not misery to watch. It. It's just like <laughs> right. suspenseful fun. Right. Um, the only bad thing was there was a couple directly in front of me. And this is one of those kind of older theaters. So it's 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 barely on a slant like got it there i can see their silhouettes in the screen and uh the whole entire time they are whispering sweet nothings into each other's ear and giving each other like obnoxious like little love pecks during misery like very very flirty yeah they weren't even full on making out they were just like they were in that early stage i think of we're just so happy and flirty, which is great. I love that for you. But can you pick a seat off to the side, maybe, <laughs> so I can watch the fucking movie? <laughs> like, I say that with no jealousy I or anger in my heart. I'm legitimately happy for you. I got you. I want to watch James Conn get tortured by Kathy Bates. <laughs> That's why I came here. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Um, did you watch anything else this week? Um, I think it's just been Stranger Things and then Jaws and Misery, I think, are the main ones. How about you? Uh, Zach, this past week, I was in uh, Los Angeles, uh, which I live in New York, so that's that's a long plane ride. Uh, and <sighs> one of my favorite, whenever I'm on a plane, what I love to do is watch movies I probably was never going to get around to otherwise. <laughs> So I'm going to rapid fire through the movies. I was I've been sitting there like, eh, I'm probably not going to watch that until I'm contained in a metal tube that magically somehow makes all movies fine. <laughs> you can watch the worst piece of shit on a planet, and you'll be like, it was fine. You can watch it was Casab- better than just sitting here. <laughs> it was better than looking <laughs> out the window. Uh, you can also watch Casablanca on a plane, and you would only think it was fine. <laughs> it yeah, all yeah, averages your- out to fine. <laughs> Uh, yes because you're so uncomfortable in that seat it doesn't matter how good the movie is right right so i'm gonna rapid fire through the uh movies that i watched on the plane both to los angeles and back i watched the film morbius uh one the the marvel film in the sony uh spider-verse it was bad but here's the thing it wasn't that like everyone loved dr strange and hated morbius they're the same they're both fine and i didn't like either i mean everyone but you and me apparently because I couldn't even finish the new Doctor Strange. I know we don't need to go off on it again, but I could not finish it. Morbius looked awful in the trailer. I was shockingly bad. It's bad. It's bad. bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not good, but it's not that much worse than Doctor Strange. (laughs) Um, I I appreciated that they had a cameo in the trailer, which feels like cheating. Right. Uh, It feels like cheating to have your post-credit sequence in the trailer. (laughs) 
so that people think Michael Keaton is in the movie. Michael Keaton um, is not. I will say uh, the Michael Keaton's character of Vulture appears twice in the movie. Uh, once the cameo that you basically saw in the trailer, uh, he appears one other time in a second post-credit sequence, uh, but he's in the full Vulture gear. So that is certainly, A, not Michael Keaton on set. And I cannot confirm this, Zach, but I'm pretty sure it's not Michael Keaton's voice either. (laughs) I rewound it. I can't say for sure, but I don't think it is. God, do you just love Michael Keaton? Could you imagine a person more detached from the the fandom and comic book world, like, but who (laughs) participates in it? On such a regular basis. So he, Mike, I recently yeah. heard him say he hasn't seen a, a movie since one of his movies since the first Batman movie. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I So at the end of Morbius, uh, we get a post credit scene basically explaining that through multiversal riffs, uh, Michael Keaton has left the Marvel Cinematic Universe and is now in the separate Sony Marvel Universe, Spider-Verse. Uh, to which he simply says, hope the food's better in this joint. That's my Michael Keaton impression. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I have to assume at some point, Michael Keaton said, I don't, I don't give a, sh- don't explain this to me. Just whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just He's like, I don't care. Tell me what I'm supposed to say. Right. Um, and then give me why my they, money. Why do they even need to do that? If it's a multiverse, can it just be a different version of that? Michael Keaton. Character? Could it be? Yeah. Could it be? Yeah. But uh, they have to overcomplicate it as simply as much as possible. Uh, uh, did you hear his reaction to the the Batgirl? They asked him what he thought about Batgirl no. getting canned. Oh, I don't. It's not. A, it's a paraphrase. But he was basically like, I guess it was a good dis- business decision. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you going to do? The check cleared. Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Morbius, not good. Do I want to see the bigger, foggier, more gothic, gayer Joel Schumacher version from the 90s? Yes, I do want to see that. Um, yes. Uh, let's see. So, I also watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, which uh, has problems. I didn't like the third act when, just spoiler alert, all the Ghostbusters show up. Um, right. But uh, there was some kid adventure stuff. Jason Reitman is a good director. There's good stuff in the movie. Um, no, I I think I remember telling you I I thought that movie was unfairly. Uh, I, I I completely criticized. agree. I I quite I, liked it. I mean, I think we're on the exact same page with the ending. I thought everything up until the last thirty minutes or so. Yeah. I mean, I just I enjoyed it. it was a good kid adventure movie. Yeah, and I, it was weird to me that a lot of the criticism was this doesn't make sense, like because Ghostbusters was never a kids movie and now it's a kids movie. But none of that bothered I thought me. it was no, it's different. First yeah. of all, that's good, right? <laughs> and secondly, it was about all the kids who loved Ghostbusters. In you know, is that feeling of right loving right. the Ghostbusters in the eighties or whatever? I don't know. I thought mostly it worked. Uh, right. And Paul Rudd, come on, yeah, come on, it was great. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was, I mean not Paul great, Rudd? but it was good. I liked it. I believe another yeah. one is happening. I, it and also it did. I will watch it. it. Yeah, I'll, watch, I'll it. watch it too. I quite—I would say I quite enjoyed it. But granted, I was on a plane. And you know, and you know what? I bet the next one will be less connected to the old movies. Right. So, right. Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's see. I rewatched Halloween Kills. Uh, I had seen Halloween Kills before. 
You know what, man? That movie's dumb as rocks, but I can confirm I quite like it. <laughs> oh, this, I, I did want to talk to you real quick about I read the I found out that apparently in the 80s before they made Halloween 4. So this is after Halloween 3 came out. Right. Which was not successful because they didn't have Michael Myers in it. Right. Um, they were going to do a thing where it was like the Twilight. So it was, it was a, a serial, like a self-contained, a different monster, a different bad guy in every movie. Right. Uh, and then they, that didn't do well. So they were going to go back to Michael Myers. And they had John Carpenter was interested in doing it. And so he got someone to write a script, not him, but he had input on it. Yeah. And I read the script. Um, you got to read it, Brian. It's, I do it's have to read it. Weird. Interesting. It's weird. But it does share a lot of thematic stuff and even plot points with Halloween Kills. And I truly wonder if that's part of where they got the inspiration for that. Right. So Carpenter's involved with these new movies is the whole thing. He does have a producer credit, which he hasn't had on the last several. Um, So yeah, I have to wonder. I also, it It really, it really leans into the supernatural. um, The town's fear gives Michael power and keeps him alive. Interesting. Yeah. Um, ends comes out in October. I'm looking forward to it's the way if it's good, great. If not, I love to put Halloween resurrection on at a party. Buster Rhymes kicks Michael Myers through a fucking window. It's funny. Like there's no losing for me here. (laughs) No, even, even Halloween kills, which I did not think was good. There's enough talent involved that it's better than half the Halloween movies. I mean, it's, (laughs) and also probably better than, maybe all but one of the Friday the 13th movie. Like, it's, I've never seen the first Friday the 13th, but I assume that one's good. Right. But I've seen other ones. They're not good. No. It's... Uh, half the fun... It's... Half the fun of, like, a slasher movie is, like, catching it halfway through, just watching the next kill set piece. And, like, kills is a couple of funny, weird set like, kill set pieces. It, I think it will... In the broad scheme of the Halloween lexicon, I think kills will land squarely in the middle. <laughs> You know, right. Um, Again, at least it's a swing. At least it's a swing. Right. Uh, Let's see. What else did I watch on the plane? Uh, I (laughs) watched. This was not on the plane. However, my wife and I uh, at a hotel watched What to Expect When You're Expecting from 2012. Uh which uh, was one of those, like, uh, it was post, uh, he's just not that into you doing very well, which that, was just... That's the one I saw. I was like, did I see that movie? Sorry. That's there was the a lot I of celebrities, seen. and, like, so they just, like, did it again with another book title, uh, and uh, my wife and I were in a hotel, and we're like, ha we're expecting. This will be funny. Like, we'll make fun <laughs> of this while we watch it. Uh, power went out 10 minutes into the movie, so God was, like, trying to tell us, like, don't watch this movie. <laughs> Uh, however, power, looking out for you. power came back shortly after we defied God, gave him the finger, put it back on. And it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of talented like actors like a, the cast is like stacked. So it's not unwatchably bad. It's sort of like that benign thing that like sinks into your brain of like, oh, this is it's passes time. And it's a moment before you realize, like, oh, this is deeply fucking stupid. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, next on the plane, I watched Jurassic World Dominion, uh, which everyone really fucking hated. Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. 
I'm not, I'm not saying here Jurassic World Dominion was a good movie. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is it's no worse than any of the other Jurassic World movies, I think. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm on the record as not being a fan of the world yeah. trilogy. <laughs> um, I'll throw this out I wonder- there. I do no, think it's ahead. better than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's comparable. I mean, they're very similar yeah. kind of movies. De- in their actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> nature. Um, the one thing that Jurassic World uh, Dominion has that The Rise of Skywalker doesn't is Jeff fucking Goldblum. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Actually, why isn't Jeff Goldblum I, in Star Wars? Just put him in Star Wars. Say we put him in he a. He should be. And just he Jeff Goldblum be. as himself. Like we put him in a rocket ship, sent him back in time to a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Like, and oh, he's just oh here. how interesting. Um, <laughs> I I did. I don't think I thought it was good, but I appreciated the batshit craziness of like when they're in that black market dinosaur. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. I'm like, it's weird. Like yeah. they were doing some weird shit in that movie, and that's okay. We, they um, were kind of like there was a stretch where they were kind of doing like an Indiana Jonesian thing, and I wasn't yeah. like, I was like, this isn't Jurassic Park, but like I kind of like whatever this is in right. theory, on paper, yeah. in theory. Uh, I maybe thought not most of it was watchable until the last half hour, and then I was like, oh, I this is pretty unwatchable. I definitely mostly um, checked out by that last half hour. Um, yeah. I, I would probably hate it more if I paid more attention, you know. <laughs> and we were talking on the the phone and I was like, or texting on the phone. And, uh, you were basically saying none of the Jurassic park other than the original are very good. And I think, I think that's mostly true except for the lost world is it's not a bad movie. It's Spielberg bad. I agree. So like three and a half stars out of five. Right. I, I agree. It's still like it, it, I lumped it all in and like, rather than one, cause like Jurassic park is a five star movie. The oh, yeah, no, it's a masterpiece. So, I mean, like, it's a great movie. Down to three and a half, it averages in with the bad ones, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's not like, uh, oh, watch one and two. It's watch one. Two's fine if you want. <laughs> right, yes. Two, yes. If two's on, you'll enjoy it. On right. TV, like, it's like a good cable. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park is a must-see. Uh, yes. Jurassic Park 2, it ain't gonna hurt you. Um, no. <laughs> um uh okay we're we're hitting the tail end here uh i watched uncharted uh the uh 2022 film based on uh the video game series uncharted uh and i didn't hate it it's uh big offense was mostly that it was kind of bland and boring um so are, you don't play a lot of video games right zach uh no, I I have played Uncharted okay. one of them before, uh, a decent amount, not the whole game, but enough to understand the idea. And it's Indiana Jones ish. It's it's the video game, and most of the appeal is like you're Indiana Jones. L- look at you, look at you solving those puzzles and climbing those things. L- look at you. Right. Um. So then to adapt that back into just a bad Indiana Jones movie, it's like I. I like an adventure, so like it passed the time for me fine. 
Um, and there's there's a third act set piece where it's two pirate ships uh, being hauled out by helicopters and they're fighting between them. And it wasn't a good set piece, but it's like, man, I'd like to see a good set piece on that <laughs> with that <Right>. setup. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of that in the movie of like, there's a lot of scenes like that. Like, I'd love to see a good version of that. <laughs> not to not to turn this over to Mission Impossible, but and I think I think we said this back when the trailer of Uncharted came out. There was like it looks like there's a big set piece in a plane yep. where he's like hanging from a car from a plane all this stuff and uh it's all clearly CGI and that shit's not going to cut it no. when Tom Cruise is out there actually doing those things. I saw Tom Cruise hang off a plane him. for real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they what? just strapped him to the side of the plane and, and then they off. and then they flew the plane. So <laughs> I don't really want to see fucking Spider-Man dressed like fucking Mario. No, <laughs> clearly in a video game. No. <laughs> also, if you're, what is the point of making a video game into a movie if it just looks like a video? Game? I know, I know. It, 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 so it's, it's just the video game cutscenes. It's just, just the cut video scenes. game cutscenes, but I'll say it's uh, Mark Wahlberg just there for a paycheck. So there's none of the fun chemistry that's actually in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> the video game voice actors have a fun adventure movie chemistry that is not in the movie. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. My understanding is, so uh, Mark Wahlberg plays Sully, uh, who is uh, Nathan Drake's like older friend slash maybe kind of mentor. Um, now my, now the Uncharted movie has been in the work. It's, it's a funny casting because he doesn't look anything like the guy and like it's a little weird. Uh, the rumor is cause, uh, Uncharted is, has been in the works for a very long time. David O. Russell was attached to it at one point. Yeah. And Mark uh, Wahlberg was going to be the main guy. Was going to be Nathan Drake. Uh, my understanding yes. from this rumor is that Mark Wahlberg was getting paid for being attached to this thing. No matter fucking what. Oh, so now that he's aged out of Nathan Drake, <laughs> you're silly now. funny. Oh, that's great. That makes sense. I mean, that that's honestly seems like the only explanation for why it's in that movie. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know that that's the case, but that is a rumor that I read. Um, and I do not Brian, remember the source. Has there ever been a really good video game movie? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously the answer is no, there hasn't been a really good one. But like, what's the best one? Like, yeah. Mortal Kombat 96 <laughs> is watchable, fun. Um, I... I think um, our friend Neil, who we went to school with, uh, complimented Sonic the Hedgehog as he didn't listen to a podcast when he took his daughters to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Sonic. Okay. It's, I would say uh, my wife and I saw it on, on Valentine's Day as a bit and got real drunk during it. Um, I'll say we had a fun time at the movies seeing Sonic. I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> but that's a bummer if that's the best yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like there might be something I, that's... There are people who like those Resident Evil movies. Oh my god, my dad. I have I have seen <laughs> a... I have seen a large number of the Resident Evil films. My dad does not know that I haven't liked a single one. <laughs> but they don't seem like they have much to do with the game. No, virtually nothing. Um, no. God, there, I feel like there was something, man, that was pretty okay. And I don't remember what the fuck it is. 
Maybe uh, a TV show. Have there been good TV shows? I know that the the Last of Us is coming from some talented people, so fingers crossed on that. Right. Um, my wife kind of liked Halo. I didn't watch it, and she like gave oh, a begrudging. Yeah. She gave a begrudging. Like, ah, it was fun. Um, which it looked great. Right. Halo. Like the, the visuals looked good. It's so funny how something like Halo comes along of just Paramount going or whoever put that out going. The Mandalorian is big. We need a guy in a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> guys in helmets are hot them. right now they were like this was the biggest thing on the planet for a few years it's like let's wait till 20 years later to put this out <laughs> right right let's not do this at the height of its popularity <laughs> um do people give a shit about halo anymore like the game is i don't, that a I thing? don't actually like, know um i i was never i wasn't an xbox kid so i actually don't know um yeah me neither uh, but man, I guess that's it. Uh, should I just Google video? I'm going to Google video game movies. Let's. <laughs> this episode of Smallville is really boring. <laughs> so... Yeah, trust us. It's we're gonna. It's gonna be a 20 minute Smallville recap. <laughs> we're just gonna read context lists through the. Uh, um, uh, let's see some some video game movies here. We've got Uncharted, Mortal Kombat that came out in 2021. That was awful. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, Warcraft. Uh, More, the Mortal Kombat that came out during the lockdown or pandemic, or whatever, twenty, the one of the first HBO Max ones. Yes. That was bad. That was bad. And that was going to be out in theaters. Thank God I didn't pay money for that. Uh, Detective Pikachu was okay. I don't okay, know if you saw that. Right. Yes, Ryan Reynolds. I haven't seen it, but... It's not, okay. it's not like, oh, you gotta see Detective Pikachu, but like... I saw it in the theaters. It was it was it, better than it, a movie called Detective Pikachu had any right to be. <laughs> the trend seems to be like Sonic the Hedgehog, Detective Pikachu. The ones that work best are kind of the meta, right? Sillier ones. Take a mascot that doesn't really have right. much of a personality on their own because they're just a, a boopity boop guy who moves from left to right. Um, boopity and then, boop a boopity boop guy. <laughs> Is that what the kids call video games these days? Um, You've never played Pokemon, right? No. no. We got to play Pokemon on our stream at some point. You're going to like it. It's going to be fun. I'm down. Um, And then my final playing movie was Dog, uh, which I believe is Channing Tatum's directorial debut or co-directing debut. Um, buddy comedy, or not really, just or, or a road comedy. Um, guys getting a uh, dog, uh, his army buddy's dog to his funeral. Um, and uh, it's good. I actually quite liked it. Uh, a solid, like, three stars down the middle. Uh, Ch- Channing Tatum is a very uh, charismatic beefcake who did some Dutch angles. I was proud of him. The camera moves quite a bit. It, it, Dutch it's, angles. <laughs> It's a better looking movie than like the script would suggest. Um, like he tried I, in in a way that's kind of like, cool. I like dogs, so yeah. maybe I'll check it out. Um, it's I think if you um, are sensitive to uh, 
just some real gung-ho military stuff. Um, I don't think it'll quite be up your alley. Uh, there is some more nuance to the story, uh, but there are definitely some straw man hipsters who Channing Tatum is very mad, make dare criticize the military in any capacity, which Great. might rub some people the wrong way. Oh, um, I love a good straw man hipster. <laughs> It's there's some real eye rolly stuff, uh, but the the movie has some nuance, uh, and uh, yeah, I liked. It. I think it's a solid rental. That's everything I watched on a plane. <laughs> All right, great, awesome. Um, should we get into Smallville? You just you abandoned reading the video games movie list. Uh, it wasn't even like... a list. It was a, I was scrolling through it. It was like ten. <laughs> it, it was a bunch of pictures on Google, and it was like seventeen Resident Evils. <laughs> Street Fighter. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, Smallville's very own Lana Lang was in the sequel to Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li. Right? Have I ever told you? I uh, this is not my story to tell. This is a guy I went to high school with. Uh, was a projectionist at a movie theater. Um, and uh, Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li was playing, and this was at the, now I, I think, you know, uh, movie projection is just boop, hit a button, it, movie plays. Yeah. Um, but back in back in our day, the movie would come on a truck in like three separate cases, and then you assembled it. Back in the day, uh, back before my time, uh, you had to actually be there and swap out the reels. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I was working in a movie theater, you can kind of pre-assemble them in the machine, and it would it would run through the movie seamlessly. Okay. Um, it, uh, but uh, he realized, uh, so the movie ran all weekend, and he had realized later that he had put two reels, two of the three reels, in the wrong order. <laughs> And no one fucking noticed. The movie played all weekend. (laughs) And no one fucking noticed that the movie didn't make any sense and was out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the way to watch it. Maybe that's the way to watch (laughs) it. Not one person stepped out and went, yo, that movie didn't make no sense. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, God, the critics were right. That sucks. Which, granted, probably more means not a lot of people went and saw Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li, which I think was the case. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I got one more video game movie thing uh, while I'm thinking about it. My wife, for her latest birthday, uh, my wife is a crazy person. You've heard her on this show. Uh, She wanted to do one thing on her birthday. This was the only thing she wanted to do on her birthday. She wanted to double feature House of Gucci and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. (laughs) What a double feature. Um, House of Gucci. I I still haven't seen House of Gucci yet. It's fun. Um... I would have said I, I think I liked it more out of like stepping out of it than like it it hasn't left that much of a lasting impression on me. Uh, and if you were like, "Hey, you want to watch House of Gucci?" I'm like, "No, it's long," um, but I definitely enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Ridley's other film this year, The Last Duel. Uh, I like that a lot, actually. Uh, well, so we each saw half of a of Ridley Scott's yeah. 2022 output <laughs> or 2021 output. <laughs> uh, Smallville. Uh, guys, what? we we watched Resurrection. It's the 15th episode of the third season of Smallville. It's the 59th episode overall. It aired February 25th, 2004. I know that, of course, because I'm reading directly from the Smallville wiki at smallville.fandom.com. Join in. Read along. 
<sighs> Dr. Scanlon recommends triple bypass surgery to repair the arterial blockage in Jonathan's heart. Jonathan- Get a second opinion. <laughs> Get a second opinion. <laughs> don't trust a word, Smallville Medical says. They don't have light bulbs. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Jonathan is reluctant until Clark tells him how important he is to him. Um, Clark is in the waiting room with a classmate, Garrett Davis. Garrett's brother, Vince, is suffering from serious liver failure. Failure. Clark is very worried about his father, but Garrett tries to encourage him until they hear a code blue for Vince's room. They rush down the hall and see Dr. McIntyre, who I don't think we've seen before, attempting to revive Vince, but he is not successful. One of the attendants quietly sends an email message as he notes the time of death on the chart. What was the message? Something like the subject is ready for pickup. Yeah. I didn't realize it was someone there sending the message. They just cut to a screen. I was confused about that. And it was but, a little uh, messy, but either way. Smallville. <laughs> Smallville medical where you can just wander back and watch the doctors try to resuscitate your brother. It's, so, yeah, the guy, the, they see him die. <laughs> and Clark's, like, holding him back. Clark, take him out of the room. You, you can do that. And you should do that. That's what yes, you take, should do. Take your other best friend we didn't know you had uh, out of the room. Um, I think there's a Nietzsche line in there where Clark says that his, he always thought of his dad as a man of steel. Nietzsche line, which baby. Which is such a cheating I know. Is, that, is that a phrase without superman nope man of steel was nope. that before superman Did we meaningless have meaningless i thought my dad was a metal man a man of metal I thought he was made of metal <laughs> thought he was the fucking tin man baby <laughs> um do they this is a serious question do they do open heart surgery in like small town medical centers super no he'd have to go to also, Wouldn't you? You'd have to go to Metropolis for that. Also, like Jonathan Kent is is worried about the uh, open heart surgery. He's a little concerned right. about it. So, right. if only you had a super rich guy who loves to fly in specialists from Metropolis, you could <laughs> probably get like the best of the best. I think they maybe I, try to lampshade that with like, "Hey, they want to get me in right away," but right. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, all, like not only is it Smallville Medical, but they're like, yeah, we need to do this like tomorrow. <laughs> Are you ready to have this open heart surgery tomorrow here in our dark, dank medical center? We have flashlights and we're pretty sure the batteries are still good. <laughs> Ignore that kid dying in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that influence your decision, please. His liver is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. So maybe we let this kid watch his brother die on a table over there. But I promise, this is a smooth operation here in Smallville Medical. It seems like Smallville Medical, like the emergency room is the same, like the same area as every other reason you would go see the doctor. It's like, just a checkup is in the same spot. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay. Clark tells his mother that Garrett's parents died when he was little. Vince was his guardian, so Garrett will be sent to foster care until his uncle arrives from Germany in a few days. Martha Kent invites Garrett to stay with them instead. Meanwhile, Vince's body is urgently transported by helicopter back to Metropolis. Uh, it arrives at Leah Teng's lab. She immediately administers an injection to his chest, which revives him. Vince looks familiar, the actor. Who is this man? I don't know, but I felt the same way. I was um, like, he looks familiar. What is he from? I'm sure I'm going to open up his Smallville wiki thing. I'm sure some other things are listed. If my internet will agree with me, which uh, right now it's not. Uh, my okay. gut tells me it's like it's like sci-fi show, I, low budget sci-fi. Show. It's definitely that fucking vibe. Uh, his name is Tomo Pennicut. Terminator: uh, The Sarah Connor Chronicles. I don't know. I'm like throwing out. I like, that's. Uh, <laughs> um. My internet is aggressively not agreeing with me, uh, which is an ongoing problem. And uh, so I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I will look it up whilst you talk. Great. Um, so uh, Garrett and Clark are talking about Vince when Martha comes in to tell Garrett the crematorium has called asking where they should send Vince's ashes. I love that the fucking crematorium leaves a message with Mama K. Like, yep, that's how that works. Like, hey, hey, do you want to talk to him? No, just tell him we, we need to know where to send these fucking things. Do, do you want to talk to... Go, God, no. <laughs> Too sad. No, 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 no. Um... Uh, okay, Garrett is confused, and Clark takes him to sort it out. Garrett knows that Vince wanted to be buried next to his parents. Did this 20-something have that fucking plan? Though I guess he's been <laughs> dying for a little while, and maybe... <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, all right, we'll let that one slide. Uh, but he is given a... the uh, He's given a file with Vince's signature on the cremation form, but he believes it was forged. Oh man, I I we need to talk about this uh, <laughs> this room. What about it? it? I I know we talk about how dimly lit things are too often, <laughs> but of all the rooms, of all the rooms to be dimly lit, you think the room where they perform autopsies, I'd lighting put, would be important. I'd put a significant part of the admittedly meager light bulb budget. I'd put that in that room. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, who is the mayor okay. of Smallville? Surely they are, like, in charge of this. <laughs> I guess unless okay. it's a for-profit hospital. He was on Dollhouse. I never watched that. I did watch Dollhouse. Let's um, see here. Hold on. He was on Battlestar Galactica. No, I probably know him. From oh, right. Yeah, I think he was an agent on Dollhouse who was kind of trying to, like, expose the Dollhouse or something. Oh, I know where he's from. Fuck. This is where I know him from. Uh, the 2007 little scene cult classic Halloween movie, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Oh, right. Oh, right. He's I like at the beginning of the movie. Right, he's right. He's at the beginning. You are correct. He's, yeah. Um, so we're basically right. Small sci-fi shows and a bit part in a movie. <laughs> yes, genre. Genre stuff. Yes. Hunky guy in genre stuff. <laughs> right. Um, 
Okay, at the mansion, Lex is on the phone with the North Korean embassy trying to find the departed Leah Tang. Chloe arrives to share what she has learned. Twelve years ago, she married a man who worked security at Luther Corp. Lex figured that his father arranged the marriage so that she could get a green card. Chloe found the guard. What was that? We're missing a scene, right? I I don't know. (laughs) No, like I'm saying there was a deleted scene because if we jump in, Chloe just walks in the room. They're working together on this. I don't remember that being a thing. (laughs) Very true. Like, what did you find? It's like, what do you mean the doctor? When did we start talking about the fucking doctor? I don't know. Maybe I'm forgetting something last episode, but it feels like they cut a scene out. Yeah, I I think that sounds right. Um, This episode's a mess, (laughs) man. Uh, 12 years ago, she married a man who worked security at Luther Corp. Lex figured that his father arranged the marriage so that she could get a green card. Chloe found the guard working at the old Metron Pharmaceuticals building, even though it has been shut down for the past seven years. Chloe wants Lex to help her check it out, but Lex insists that she stay behind for her own safety. Clark and Garrett return to the Kent farm just before Vince arrives. Something up? No, I'm just laughing at how there's nothing to say about any of this. Sometimes, you know, like, you hit these, uh, sometimes I, like, I've adjusted my screen now where, like, I've got you up on one half of my screen and the, uh, the, the text on the other. But, uh, uh, sometimes I'm flipping through the panels and like sometimes I'm like, ah, shit, does Zach want to say something? Like I should go look. Yeah. Sometimes I hit the end of the paragraph and I just know we both got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, nothing interesting you can say about that. Just There's it's, just nothing to say. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, the wiki captures the tone perfectly when it's like, yeah, and then Vince shows up. Like, yeah, right. The guy has returned from the dead, and I'm you're watching this scene, and it, the reaction is like, "Oh, I thought you were dead." <laughs> it's not like earth shattering. Like you'd think that would be like an act break. Like this fucker comes back from the dead or something. It's a big moment, but they're just like, eh. "Thought you were dead and cremated." <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They they accept it real quick. Real quick. Uh. I think I, so. Something's going to happen around halfway through this episode, and I think maybe they didn't have enough to fill there, and like that was meant to be more the crux of. It's a. I won't spoil it for anybody, but it's a classic like uh, medical soap plot. Oh, it, it's also uh, I think our fifth episode in a row that I I believe was just taken from a recent movie, which sure. is there was a movie called John, John Q. Q. Which is, I remember being bad, uh, but I think it came out the year before. I so it's I like think you're probably right. This like the middle of the season. They're just like, what movies have you seen lately? <laughs> Fucking Fast and the Furious. What if we did an old John Q? Let's do that. John Q. A final destination. Great. Throw it in there. It's uh, it's quite something. Sorry, keep going. Uh, thank God this is also like. Uh, the first segment of this is also a movie podcast because <laughs> it may as well be. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Clark and Garrett return to the Kent farm just before Vince arrives. He says that he woke up in a lab and now needs to fall beneath the radar. Uh, 
Before he can tell Clark where the lab is, he doubles over in pain, bleeding from his eyes. They take him to the hospital where Dr. McIntyre explains that Vince's liver is rapidly deteriorating. Garrett is distraught at the idea of losing his brother again. People at the hospital don't seem to ask too many questions. Nope. Just, Smallville Medical. I'm, I'm like, going to oh, be real. At Smallville Medical, this is not the first time this has happened. <laughs> and it won't be the last. No, it will not. <laughs> of, uh, I'm sure people have been pronounced dead and cremated and then shown up and the doctor's been like, oh, wow, weird. Um, well, hop on the table, baby. <laughs> it's like, eh, you're going to pay, right? <laughs> Um, Clark visits his father who is preparing for surgery he wants to stay with him but he also wants to go to Metropolis to find the mysterious lab and maybe save Vince Jonathan tells him to go to Metropolis then reminds Martha of their promise to let Clark go when he's ready (laughs) Clark meets Lana I'm about ready (laughs) Yeah. yeah go ahead I have something to say about this Clark meets Lana in the parking lot on his way out. He tells her about Vince Davis, and she tells him that Adam Knight had previously bled from his eyes in a similar fashion. He goes to Chloe. Uh, he goes to see Chloe at the torch. She is able to confirm that Metropolis General only received two organ donors yesterday, both female. So Clark goes in search of a helicopter pilot. Ben, so she pa- has quote a source at Metropolis General. Of course, of course, Chloe a high school journal. A, a um, high for her high school news. I guess she. I guess she did a column quick, at the fucking Daily Planet. That's true. Quick notes: um, the torch has better lighting than the hospital. <laughs> Going to throw that out there. <laughs> Much better lighting. Um, Lana shows up at the hospital to keep, I guess, visit them while they're waiting on Johnny K. And she appears to bring a picnic. Like she's got like a picnic basket with, mm. I don't know, croissants in it or something. <laughs> I thought it was weird. It was like a weird, nice gesture. Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, um, I, I can maybe get my head around that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they probably have croissants at the hospital. <laughs> you don't and need you to bring, bring croissants. Something. We got croissants at the hospital. <laughs> this hospital like is full was, of croissants. Was, no light bulbs. At the, uh, but to get a croissant order. She's at the, <laughs> she's at the town. And she's like, God, oh, I got to throw these day old croissants away. <laughs> oh, wait. You know who loves croissants? The Kents. The Kents, yep. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, so Clark goes in search of the helicopter pilot, Ben Powell, who must have been paid off to deliver Vince's body somewhere else. After verbally threatening to report the body-stealing scam to the authorities, Ben reluctantly flies Clark to the location where he was paid to make the drop, which turns that out... Guy in the helicopter, that guy in the helicopter is uh, one of the lone gunmen from the Oh, wow. wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, yeah. I watched a lot of X-Files also, on TV on vacation. And man, good show. I had a note. Um, I'm not sure if we passed it or not. But Smallville Medical has a really high tolerance for taking shit from angsty teens. <laughs> who are just yelling at them. I noticed that. I mean, Clark does it all the time. And this kid does it like six times in this episode. Just throwing a tantrum. 
I feel like if you them. raise your voice in a hospital, security guards are coming over and like, you got it. You got to knock this right. off now. For sure. Yes. But Smallville Medical will be like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really a real doctor anyway. So you're probably right. Yikes. You're probably right. Yeah, it's fair. fair. <laughs> uh, so the drop point uh, turns out to be Metron Pharmaceuticals. Clark uses his super hearing to overhear Lex inside the lab, confronting Leah Tang about after entering the facility. And dis- uh, I'm going to stop here. The the super hearing effect here. They have a real weird close in on Lex's mouth on his lips as he's talking and the rest is like blurred it was a really uns- I was cleaning and I looked over and went ah <laughs> just an active yeah um, Zach I am losing you for a second uh, I'm gonna keep reading oh, are you- uh, and then hopefully you'll come back while I'm reading there you are uh, Clark- I'm back. okay I'm back. can you hear me I can hear you uh okay, okay. Good. over here lex inside the lab confronting leah tang after entering the facility and discovering that she had not uh she was not deported after all but is instead performing research here for lionel luther lex interrogates her about the vial of serum that he catches her working on which he says looks identical to the serum used by adam knight which contained blood platelets of unknown origin clark uses his super speed to steal the vial undetected and I fully checked out from this episode. Well, Brian, the speed with which he, I know he has super speed, mm-hmm. but the speed with which he steals that vial, like normally we see like a whoosh, mm-hmm. the vial's there and then it's gone. <laughs> if, he is, if he is that fast, he shouldn't ever have any problems with right. anything. Right. Like with any of these situations, it's like you can figure it out for the most part. You can just get in there real quick and do whatever you got to do. <laughs> he moves exactly as fast as the plot requires. Right, yeah. Especially if the episode often. is bad. <laughs> uh, Dr. Scanlon is just beginning Jonathan's surgery when Garrett shows up with a bomb strapped to his chest, demanding oh, that... Wait, wait. We're missing just before that. Guess who shows up at the hospital? I don't Pete. remember. Pete! Pete! Pete shows up. He just shows up and it's like, they might as well have just had him say, hey, I need to be here for some exposition. Because he comes and he's like, hey, I figured I'd come uh, spend this time with you. Oh, no, I'm a hostage. <laughs> and he literally is only there to deliver one line of exposition because... Uh, as I'm sure they'll say in the wiki, um, Garrett is, for some reason, he has a kryptonite bomb on his chest. Mm-hmm. And if he wasn't there, because Jonathan is in surgery, no one would be there to talk to Martha Kent out loud about how, oh, no, okay. Clark can't do anything with this guy's kryptonite <laughs> bomb. Like, I think those I... are meteor rocks. <laughs> I think that's I missed that. All... That's the only reason He's there. I feel so bad for this actor at this point. I know. Point. I know. I really do. I really feel it's for him. Really brutal. Um, I mean, he's cashing checks. Right. He got paid. Um, 
So Clark returns with the serum to find the medical center surrounded by deputies. He tells Sheriff Adams that he has the medicine that will cure Vince. Reluctantly, she allows Clark to talk to Garrett. Meanwhile, Pete explains to Martha that Garrett's bomb is the same type Vince used in his demolition business, laced with meteor rocks. <laughs> what? What possible improvement can that offer them green. in their demolition business? It's like green ketchup. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just for fun. Just for funsies. I, Clark shows up. He shows up, and instead of super speeding in, he walks very slowly under the police like caution tape. And the sheriff's like, hey, you can't come back here. And he's like, sheriff, my dad's in there getting surgery. And she's like, oh, okay. Come on in and talk to us then. <laughs> That's fine, teenager. Let me tell you everything that's going on here. That is the password, it turns out. (laughs) And now I think you're my boss? You're my police (laughs) boss. Um, Okay. Uh, Garrett takes the call from Clark and agrees to trade most of the hostages for the vial of serum. Also, I understand it's a small town would... uh, the, would the sh- would the local sheriff be leading hostage negotiations? I guess it would take time for like the FBI to get in. I don't know. I thought about that too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, Clark is careful to keep his distance, but when the serum boils in Garrett's hand, Clark suspects that it is made from his blood. Dr. McIntyre injects Vince in the correct location, but it does not revive him. Garrett insists that he transplants Jonathan's liver into Vince. Um, That was a (laughs) very silly, but like it did catch my attention. The way the scene goes is like, you have a healthy kidney right here. That's my dad. (laughs) And this kid doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's a liver. Right, right. And yeah, that kid is like, he goes from being like, I'm desperate, I'm trying to save, to like, straight up villain. <laughs> like, fuck your dad. Fuck, I believe at one point he's like, you still got a mom. <laughs> um, I like the doctor. He's like, sure, I'll inject this unknown substance into the patient, this into my patient's chest. He doesn't. Pushback on it all. I know the guy has a bomb, but you'd think a doctor would be like, I, know. I have an oath. I can't just inject whatever you're handing me into this guy. There is a part of me, though, of like, that th- on some level, if like, guy has a bomb, put this into a dead guy. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> all right, I'll do it if you'll go away with the bomb. I think the doctor would be like, no, I can't. But then he would just be like, hey, random person, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, sure would be a shame if I put the vial over here, put my hands up, and, and definitely the- <laughs> didn't touch it. And then the, the vial doesn't work, so he's like, well, go take out this healthy guy's liver. And he's like, all right, <laughs> what am I going to do? Say no? Right. <laughs> nah. Man, I'm still thinking about it. Now I'm just going back to Batman Begins. It was like, I, I can't inject the vial in him but i can't i don't have to stop you from putting the vial in him right exactly yes i'm not gonna kill you but i don't have to save you it's the same thing christian it's the same thing <laughs> if you left him in the train you pretty but it's fine it's fine it's fine um <laughs> 
Uh, okay, Clark is careful to keep his uh, distance, but when the serum, blah, 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 I read that already. Dr. McIntyre injects Vince in the correct location, but it does not revive him. Garrett insists that he transplant Jonathan's liver into Vince. Dr. McIntyre tries to explain that there is almost no chance of success, but Garrett is too desperate to listen, and there are 20 other patients in the building. Sheriff Adams has ordered a sharpshooter to seek a vantage point and take Garrett out, uh, which Smallville has access to, apparently. Just a, a guy with a sniper ready to go, just in case. <laughs> just a farmer Bob, yeah. It's just some guy <laughs> with a sniper rifle. Uh, when he shoots Garrett, his finger comes off the bomb's ignition switch. Clark runs to the radiology department. I feel like this would be, if he's... That's like the whole thing with the dropping the trigger thing, right? Is you can't just shoot me. Right. Yeah. It's a bad decision to have them shoot him. I saw speed. Since he's holding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Most of what I know from police work comes from speed. And I'm going to say that was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone saw speed. It was a big hit. Great movie. Great movie. Um, Clark runs to the radiology department, grabs a lead apron, removes the bomb from Garrett's chest, and runs away from the medical center before it explodes. Woof. (laughs) (laughs) It looks good. It it does. It does look okay. Um, it's just, it's very clear to me, like, I think this bomb plot was supposed to be more of the meat of the episode, and it's an act. It's an act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, have we been, have we had a, a string of decent episodes? Is that why this one feels extra bad? Or is this just like a nothing? I don't is, know. I feel like this is, I feel like we've been, season one was rough. Luckily, right. no one was there to hear it. But the show was rough. Um, in season two and three, I think the quality has been a on average higher. Yeah. This is uh this is a doldrums of season 1 episode for sure. Agreed. And it's not like it, it wasn't like terrible while I was watching it, but like it's definitely like no. it's there's nothing it's not bad enough to like make you know like what Smallville goes like maximum silly. We have a lot to talk about. Um Right. And it, that's not quite here. It's just yep, this is dumb and bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it's like hey, it, it gets tough when the answer just is because they wanted to go home. Because <laughs> it was six o'clock yeah, the, and the ride just wanted to go home. Exactly. Let's get home by dinner. Right. Let's and they make 24 dinner. of these a year and they're not all going to be winners. No. Um, meanwhile, back at Metron Pharmaceuticals, Liet Tang explains to Lex that Lionel ordered Adam Knight's role in the program terminated, meaning he is supposed to be cut off from receiving any further serum. But due to her ethics, she has been secretly supplying him with a small amount to keep him alive. However, it is in such short supply that she isn't able to give him as much as he needs either. She has him locked up, hidden away while he deteriorates. Lex asks her to reveal the source of the unique blood platelets in the serum, but Leah does not know. However, she does offer him information about the platelets, such as the fact that they have an astonishing ability to revive necrotic tissue. So, I guess it makes... I mean, so so Superman's blood can just bring people back to life? 
if it's processed yeah, the sure. right way. <laughs> yeah. Man, we'll yeah. really like abandon this. <laughs> this is life changing. <laughs> this is this is amazing. <laughs> well, Clark even says to Johnny K at the end of the episode, he's like, "Well, if my blood can save people, maybe I should." present myself to the world i wasn't paying uh, attention by that point <laughs> and johnny k's like nah i need someone to run the farm yeah. um, like, I you don't understand i cannot hire anybody we make yeah no I, money. I cannot afford you are this is help. a one-man operation let us be clear <laughs> um uh, okay, before Lex leaves Metron, Leah tells him that he is her only chance to get out from under his father's grip. Lex returns to the talent to find Lana attempting to scrub away the memory of Adam from the apartment. She is obviously upset, and he offers to talk with her about it if she ever wants to, but he chooses not to reveal to her that he just found out where Adam disappeared to. Instead, he just claims that he's still trying to determine Adam's whereabouts so he can make sure that Adam never harasses Lana again. Yes. You were checked out. Were you paying enough attention to see the really creepy thing that happened in this no. scene? Oh, Brian. <laughs> Uh, Lana has, I don't know if it's a bruise or if it's some kind of blemish on her cheek. And Lex touches her chin, lifts up oh, her boy. face, and then wipes at the blemish with some kind of uh, handkerchief or something. Ooh, it's like boy. a very tender chin touch. Yeah, we're, uh, well, is, we're planting uh, some seeds was, there. Still Don't do in, it, Lex. Still in high school. This is called grooming. This is the literal <laughs> definition of that word. Sometimes it gets used liberally, but this is actually what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we, we need to have that jingle on your soundboard and you just press that. <laughs> that was original. It's copyrighted. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh goodness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit. Uh instead he just claims that he's still trying to determine Adam's whereabouts, blah 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 blah. Uh Clark is helping his father leave the hospital when he tells him that the serum that revived Vince was made from his blood. Clark suggests that if his blood can help people, maybe he should come forward. Jonathan's got a Jonathan's got a farm to run. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. We got there was uh, uh our featured music. We have "Infatuation" by The Rapture, and then the radio edit of "Everything" by Alanis Morissette. Big get. Big get. <laughs> that was played during the final scene with Lana and Clark. Right. Wherein Clark is like, hey, you can tell me anything. And she's like, that goes both ways, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, good for you, Lana. Good for you, Lana. Um, hey, with the title, A Resurrection is bringing somebody back from the dead. Oh, fuck. That I mean, makes sense. That's, that's, why, they, why, that's why they called it that. That happened. I didn't that's put what, it together. That happened yeah, in the episode. That's, that, that's so uh, funny. That happened in this episode. Wow. That, must be, that must be why they came up with the title. <laughs> Uh, Lionel Luther does not appear in this episode, which gives it an automatic immediate fail. Thumbs down. Yes. Yes. I I mean, it explains a lot. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, are you ready for this, Zach? 
The doctor's no, recommendation of a bypass for Jonathan's heart disease is questionable. <laughs> bypass. <laughs> Bypass is often the treatment for blockages in cardiac blood vessels caused by high cholesterol and saturated fats in the diet. Jonathan's heart disease is the result of physical stress, which, under normal circumstances, is good for the heart. Oh, great. Yes, so Smallville Medical. Of course, Smallville Medical. Get a second opinion. I said get a second opinion. Did I not say... Get a second opinion. One of the first things, Smallville, Smallville Medical, it turns out, for concussions, is like, we got to go into the heart. That's that's where everything is. We <laughs> got a concussion. We need to do a bypass. We need to do a triple bypass. Listen, Matt, it's the one thing I know how to do. Don't take this from me. I need this. It's the only chapter I paid attention to <laughs> in medical in medical school. It's the only thing I know. So we're, let's just try it. What's the heart? Let's just try it. There's got to be some audit, some audit of Smallville Medical. They're like, you perform a lot of bypasses. Yeah, no, I like them. Um, I just like them. I just think they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> this episode sucks because we didn't get any tally marks this episode. I uh, we had a Nietzsche line, but I guess we don't keep hard track of those. Keep, this no. this is a this is kind of a bottle episode, isn't it? Aside from we have a, a guest star this week. Um, I mean, it's a lot of Smallville medical. It's a lot of Smallville medical, uh, and there there isn't a huge action scene. There's just the the run. That's the big money shot this mm-hmm. episode. Um, let's see. Uh, Leah Tang tells Lex that the liver is the most resilient organ in the body. This is true, according to the Smallville Wiki. Oh, okay. Um, So the person who doesn't work at Smallville Medical, that doctor knows what she's talking about. The the underground basement sketch doctor knows more than the Smallville Medical people. That's cool. Here's something interesting. Uh, The Wiki will apparently refer to slow motion as Clark time. I'm a big fan of that. I like that. Uh, This is the first episode to feature, and I quote, Zach, Clark time with the fluid looking aura that Clark leaves behind himself while moving. Uh, Cause I was going to say they've done the slow-mo plenty of times. So the little squigglies, which is kind gotcha. of like vaguely matrixy. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's not quite what the matrix is, but it is like from a simple <laughs> understanding. Clark time. Oh my God. Oh, that's probably literally what they're doing there. Of like, it's not, <laughs> it's not bullet time. It's Clark time. <laughs> Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tom Welling has a scar on his chin, which is quite visible in the scene with John Schneider looking up at him from the hospital bed. Um, let's see here. Um, that seems like that's about it. Um, hmm. Uh, te- uh, Tamo Peniket. I, I, I'm sure I'm not uh, pronouncing his name right, but the guy that we were trying to figure out what he was from, uh, he will also appear as a different character. It appears in two other episodes: Nemesis and Prototype. Uh, That's where I know him from. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great! Yes, I know him. Because he's in two other episodes. And if I remember correctly, he's like a military guy that they thought died. He might come back from the dead in that in those ones too. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. That's I, crazy. I, I love it. Vancouver has a large casting. Like, where do I know right? this guy? 
I know him from other Smallville episodes. Do you think as a different character when those like recasting things happen? Do you think like on what level does that do, is an agent just like yeah you did Smallville before but like don't fucking work don't don't fucking say anything. <laughs> like, that was like three oh, years like ago. Don't worry about like, it. The he's like don't say I've been on this show before. Like right. they won't remember. Right. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, part of it is just like that was still the time of twenty-four a year. People watch one, one like I guess like they watch like one out of every four or something right. like that. Right, and like back I, in the I, day, I was still watching uh, in season six when these episodes apparently were, and I didn't fucking notice, you know, <laughs> like yeah. so it, yeah. and yeah. I was watching those on DVD, just crushing them. So like it's it was definitely fine. <laughs> But I'll know this time. I'll know this time. <laughs> yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I guess that's everything. Uh, this has been the Talon Mix. It's a Smallville recap podcast, but you know that already, even though we talked way more about other movies. <laughs> we talked about movies more than we <laughs> talked about Smallville this week. Um, but that's okay. It's a hangout podcast, you fucks. You fucks. <laughs> um. Let's see. We're uh, we're available wherever your podcasts are. Uh, we also usually stream live uh, at twitch.tv slash Goblin Voice on Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Uh, EST. It's a lot of fun. No one there has ever seen Smallville, and it's okay if you haven't either. Uh, Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? Yeah, I want to know if there will be a reason while recapping this show for you to bust out your groomer song ever again good night everybody here's a song about groomers (laughs) 